Hello and welcome to episode 60. Yes, can you believe it with this far in now? Episode 60 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And also welcome to our first podcast of 2022. Now, we took a couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year, but we are back raring to go, as are our members. And we actually started back up with our networking meetups and business clinics the first week of January, just thinking that that would be a nice, easy start back and we might get a few of our members perhaps booking on and joining us. But those events were absolutely booked out with nearly 40 members on our first online networking of the year. And it seems like everybody logged back onto our community hub on the same day because on the 3rd of January, my phone started pinging with all the new conversations that were being posted in our community hub. So it just goes to show how much everyone is wanting just to make a real go of it this year. And just as we did last January, we're also running a special promo for a three-month trial of our paid membership tier of Vegan Business Tribe. So if you have been thinking about trying out our full membership and you want a free pass for a month to all our content, our courses and all our events, then just drop me an email on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com any time at all during January and we'll send you that trial month promo code. But remember, it's the support of our members that means that we can keep putting out this podcast every week and keep producing all our content. But it also funds all the work we do to promote and champion the vegan business scene in general. So if you would like to support us too with our mission, then just head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com Click on that huge join button on the homepage. You can't miss it. And you'll be able to find out about how you can help support us and do just that. But hopefully, over this last couple of weeks, most of us have been able to take some kind of break. And it's been just a chance to spend some time with a family or go out for some long walks. But it's also been a brilliant time just to get a little bit of perspective. Because in business... We spend a lot of our day-to-day time on the actual doing. We find ourselves working to everybody else's agendas. Our to-do list is just dictated by what drops into our inbox. And by the time you actually get to doing the things that you needed to do that day, it's already the end of the day. And if you've ever worked with a business coach, then you might have heard the phrase that if you really want to grow a business, then you need to spend more time working on the business and less time working in the business. Because when you are building a business, it's easy to get a few steps in and then stop there. So what do I mean by that? Well, there are two early stages in a business that people can get stuck at. So if you have a business, but it's not able to pay you a wage yet, then it's just a hobby. And sometimes it can be a very expensive one, especially if it's costing you money to run it. Now, this can sound quite harsh, and I'm not putting 
anyone down when I say this, because it doesn't mean that it's not going to become a business. But if you're not getting paid for what you are doing, then right now, it's just a hobby or a pastime. And it will remain so for as long as your income is coming from somewhere else. And sometimes you need to be honest with yourself about that. But second, you might be at the stage in your business when you can pay yourself a wage. But if a company cannot keep running when you decide to take some time off, then you haven't yet built a business. You've just built yourself a full-time job. But unlike working for someone else, you don't get the benefits of 28 days holiday allowance and sick pay. And both of these early stages of business, they will be familiar to most business owners. And in fact, most businesses go through them in some way or another. Vegan Business Tribe, for example, it very much started off in that first bracket as an expensive hobby because Lisa and I funded the first year of VBT ourselves from the consultancy work that we do whilst we were building up that membership. And I remember that the first business I ever set up 20 years ago, it had two staff who got paid, but me as a business owner who often didn't. And let me tell you, that does become a really expensive hobby if that's where your business gets stuck. And sometimes you don't realise that you have got stuck, which is why reflecting on where you are, it's just so important. And if you actually want to build a business, then you need to get past these stages as quickly as you can, not to set them as a target for yourself and not to be content that that's good enough. But if you are stuck at either of these stages, then just working more hours, that won't get you past them. It requires more than just effort. It requires a step change or a fundamental or creative change in what you are doing. It requires you to be able to step out of the day-to-day doing and plan what actions you need to do to take the business forwards to the next stage. So, If your business at the moment is just a hobby because you're not getting paid for it, then what do you need to do to move that business to a place where it can pay you a wage? What are you going to have to do very, very differently to break out of your current thinking? And if you have just built yourself a full-time job where the business has to shut down or come with you on holiday then what needs to happen for that company to become independent of you? What needs to happen so that the income it generates isn't directly tied to the hours you work? Because can you imagine what it would be like if all companies had to shut down production and stop making sales just because the CEO needed to take a day off? And I'm not just talking about sole traders here. I've known businesses with 10 plus staff that were completely incapable of operating if a managing director wasn't there in the building because the business had been built around that single person. But it doesn't just stop there. So maybe your business does run quite well day to day, independently of you. Maybe it's generating quite a good revenue and has found a deal of success. And if you're listening to this, and this is your company right now, 
then how are you going to move it to the next stage? The stage where it's actually making an impact with that profit, that it's actually making the world a better place. How can you create a company that actually has a purpose that is bigger than yourself? And the truth is, moving past any of these stages, it doesn't just happen organically. For every business you see that is successful, at some point, the owners of that business have sat down and they have set a course. They have defined the goals that was going to make a significant difference to that business. And then they've made sure that the work was diligently carried out and completed to bring those goals into reality. And where we all are right now, right at the start of the year, it's just a brilliant place to start thinking about what you want to achieve. Lisa runs her Make It Happen goal setting and accountability workshops all year round, but it's always the January one that's got the most members there. Because to build any successful business, you really need to work in that time to be able to step out and reflect on what you are doing. You need to be able to put your head above the water to see which way you're actually heading. Do you have a business or is it still just a hobby? Have you built a company or have you just built yourself a full-time job but without those employee benefits? Is that company just making money? Or is it actually having a positive impact and moving us closer to the vegan world that we all so dearly want? But sometimes, asking those questions, it's hard. Sometimes, they're questions that you've been purposely avoiding. Because to truthfully answer those questions, it might mean evaluating the core thing that you are doing. For example... Do you remember the company Kodak? And if you're a similar age to myself, and I'm I'm not going to quite divulge how old that is, but if you are, then Kodak was one of the biggest companies in the world when we were kids. And for a century, they were the market leaders in photography. So if you took a photo, you probably took it using a Kodak camera, using Kodak film, which was printed on Kodak photographic paper. And you think that you probably already know how this story ends, that Kodak lost out to the digital photography revolution, which resulted in the company filing for bankruptcy in 2012. But it's not quite that clear cut, because what you probably didn't know was that Kodak, they actually pretty much invented digital photography. The very first digital camera was developed by a Kodak engineer in 1975. And Kodak actually ended up bringing one of the earliest consumer digital cameras to market in 1991. So what went wrong? Well, the reason why Kodak failed was that they didn't realise that they were in the taking photos business. And that sounds ridiculous. But to them, they were in the photographic film business. And then when film use declined, they were in the camera business. Then when everyone had a camera built into their phones, they decided they were in the printer and the printer ink business. But as we know... People then stopped printing photos and instead they started sharing them online. And whilst tech founders were building the first online photo sites that would eventually become the behemoths like Instagram, 
Kodak acquired early photo sharing platform Ophoto and rebranded it to be Kodak Gallery. And that was a smart move. But the reason that we now all use Flickr and Instagram and not Kodak Gallery is because even at that point, Kodak still thought they were in the paper and ink business, not the taking photos business. And the Kodak Gallery photo sharing site, it was completely free to use. You could upload your photos and share them with all your friends and family. But if you didn't order a physical print of your photo within 90 days of uploading, the site deleted that file. Gone. Completely. Now, that sounds ridiculous. And we can laugh at it now, but Kodak didn't die because it didn't innovate. It innovated constantly and with industry-leading talent. Kodak died because it was inflexible in its view of what the company was. It didn't follow the customer. It kept trying to get the customer to follow it. And it's easy to laugh at Kodak. But how often do we do that with our own businesses? How many times have we turned down an opportunity? Have we not followed a trend? Because we've simply said, that's not what our company does. That's not the kind of business we're in. And that is why you need to make regular time to reflect on your business and what you are doing, because that's when you can ask those questions. That's when you can say, well, what business am I actually in? Blockbuster Video thought it was a video and DVD hire company, whereas Netflix knew it was a content company where the format was irrelevant. Imagine if Amazon had refused to budge from its initial concept of just being an online bookseller and that was it. In your business, you need to constantly ask where the value for the customer lies. Is it in the product you sell or is it in your knowledge? What is your customer's end goal and how are you going to help them achieve it? Not just try to sell the product or service that you make. And without taking time to reflect, you'll never ask the type of questions that might prove to be a pivotal turning point in your business. Because as I said, asking those questions can be scary. They're the questions that we avoid because the answers might mean making big changes. And one of the reasons why many businesses never reach the level that they should is because of fear. It's because of our own self-limiting beliefs. We do often approach building a business as just creating a job for ourselves. And once we've achieved that, we then don't push to keep moving the business forwards. If you are actually wanting to build a business, so something that is a vehicle to enable you to have a real impact and bring about real change in the world, then letting go of that job mentality, it can be a scary thing to do. And especially if it's your first business, it's a change that Lisa had to make after spending 13 years in the same company's marketing department when she then took a chance on coming and working with me instead. It took her a long time to get away from the idea of being tied to daily to-do lists and filling her hours with tasks that had to be completed to other people's deadlines and agendas. It took her time to start to understand that she was building a business where she was in charge of what happened, 
not just building a new job for herself. And even thinking about taking your business further than you know how to, that can trigger a fight-or-flight response. And for many of us, burying ourselves in the day-to-day work of our business, that's us choosing flight. We're avoiding doing those big, scary things that will rock the boat of the business that we've built by keeping busy doing the day-to-day work so we never have to address them. But sometimes, rocking the boat, that's exactly what's needed. So, how do you do this? How do you take a step back from your business and reflect on what you are doing? Well, a lot of entrepreneurs work reflection into their calendars. In one of my very early businesses, every Friday afternoon, myself and my then business partner used to go for a walk in the Pennine foothills together to talk about the week, what we'd achieved, our ideas that we'd been storing up for our Friday afternoon, were we moving forwards or were we just treading water? And that was block booked into the calendar. Myself and Lisa, we still regularly book time in the diary to go to our local vegan cafe on a Friday afternoon to talk about what we're doing and just to have some time away from our desks. I suspect that even just listening to this podcast has got you thinking about your business and what stage it's at and where it's heading. And creating space, it's just a wonderful thing to do. How many times have you gone away on holiday or even just gone for a long walk and then come back with an idea that will move your business forward? Even if that is just taking a Friday afternoon off once a month and going and sitting in your local coffee shop with your notebook. But you need to keep your eyes on the horizon. You should never stop thinking about what needs to be done next to move your business forwards. So start by looking back at what you've done so far. What's been successful this last year? What have you learned? What have customers kept telling you over and again? Have they been telling you that your prices are too low? Have they been asking if you can deliver a certain kind of service or make a certain kind of product, but you've kept telling them no? And in which case, why have you kept telling them no? Because it's impractical to give them what they want, in which case, can you make it practical? Or because, just like Kodak, you've set yourself two stringent rules of what your company is. Consider what you've really enjoyed this last year. What's got you jumping out of bed in the morning? Because if I can give you just one bit of advice about being successful without knowing anything else about your business, it's if you found something in your business that genuinely makes you jump out of bed in the morning, then build your business around that. Because building a business, it can be really hard. There is always grind. But you are far more likely to succeed when you bring together your passion with how you make a living. And in the same way, look at the things that you absolutely dread doing in your business. Those things that keep pulling you down and holding you back. And ask, can you do less of them or just stop doing them altogether? Just get rid of them. Because maybe it is time to stop doing your own bookkeeping and accounts if that's taking your joy away from your business. Maybe it is time to let someone else do your social media if you hate doing it. Or maybe it's even time to stop making your product 
yourself. Go find someone else who will make it for you. Or even better, who already makes something that is just as good and are happy for you to put your label on it instead. Or if you're a service business, but what you actually really love is building customer relationships and finding those new sales, then maybe it's time to find someone else to actually deliver your service. Why does it need to be you if your skills and energy are better used elsewhere to build the business that you want to build? And is that the first step to actually building a company that is independent from you? Next, spend time looking forwards because don't forget, you are an expert in your marketplace. So how do you feel that market's going to change this next year? What's your gut reaction to what the future is going to bring in your sector? And are you avoiding getting involved with that change just because you don't understand it or because you're scared by it or because you're too strongly conditioned to what you think your business is? And again, using myself and Lisa as an example, we entered the vegan marketplace doing something completely different to what we do now with Vegan Business Tribe. And if we'd have stuck to doing that, then we'd never have got to find all you amazing people. Also ask yourself what it would be really cool to achieve this year. And we're starting to get beyond reflecting and into goal setting now. But what would you have loved to really have achieved by this time next year? And what changes need to happen in your business to make that a possibility? Are you going to get there just continuing to find customers at the rate you are at the moment? Or are you going to have to really do something different? And this is where it gets scary. We hate change. And at worst, we can see changing what we're doing as defeat. But it rarely is. It's learning. Remember, Amazon started out as a bookshop and nothing more. Take inspiration from the people around you. And a couple of episodes ago, I mentioned Vegan Business Tribe member Mitali, who set herself a goal to get on 100 podcasts in a year to promote her ethical entrepreneur book writing program. And so many people saw how much success that she got from setting that target and how much visibility she managed to get for Let's Tell Your Story Publishing, which is her company. And they've set off with similar challenges for this year. And then finally, ask yourself what you're avoiding. And I've known so many people who resisted doing the thing that they knew they needed to do in their business for so long, or they wish that they'd started on something earlier. And as I said, doing something that will actually move your business forward, it usually requires a big change or letting go of something that you don't know if you're ready to let go of yet. But instead of concentrating on the thing itself, so that thing that you're avoiding, instead think about the difference it would actually make to your business when you've done it. So finding someone else to make your product so that you can concentrate on the sales and marketing or farming out your social media or setting up that automation to get rid of all those admin tasks that take up all your time. And maybe one of the reasons you're avoiding doing these things, the things that you really need to do, is again fear. Fear that you don't know how to do it. But that's something that you just need to get past. 
And I'll give you two really good bits of advice on this. And the first is, you should never be worried about tackling a problem that you don't know how to solve yet. Instead, have belief in your ability to learn. So look back at the skills that you've got now. How many of those did you actually start out with? Look at how far you've already come since you started your business. What didn't you know how to do on day one that you now take for granted? Not knowing how to do something, it should never be a barrier to moving your business along. We are all natural learners. Which leads me to my second bit of advice. There is absolutely no need for you to try and reinvent the wheel. If you hit a problem in your business that is stopping you from moving forwards, then I guarantee that other people will have hit the very same problem and they've already solved it. We live in the information age where for every problem, there are hundreds, maybe even thousands of YouTube videos, podcasts, online courses and step-by-step instructionals on how to solve your problem. Or if it's a big enough issue that lots of people have, then people will have probably set up businesses solving those problems for you. And it's like when we first started Vegan Business Tribe. Now, when we first started Vegan Business Tribe, Every time we had a new member sign up, we did a little dance. And if I'm being honest, we still do. But then our shoulders would slump because there were so many manual processes that we then had to do. We had to add that person to our CRM system. We had to add them into our members-only mailing list. We had to make sure that their payment was set up right. We had to send them a welcome email, book them in for a one-to-one, add them to our members directory, give them access to our community hub. It just took so much time to process a new member that it got to the point where subconsciously, We were holding back on chances to promote Vegan Business Tribe because of the amount of work it took to set up each new member. And when we realised this, when we realised that that's the point it got to, that then became the number one priority to automate that whole process. And Lisa, she spent days researching how people had automated membership services just like ours. What clever bits of software like Zapier and Calendly other people were already using to set up various automated systems. And so now, when you sign up with us at Vegan Business Tribe as a new member, the only thing we have left to do is our little dance, which we still do for every new sign-up, and I'll show you it one day. So everything else, it now just happens automatically. And if Lisa hadn't had the time or confidence in learning how to set all of that up, and remember, step-by-step videos exist for absolutely everything these days. But if she hadn't have had that confidence, then there are plenty of people who could have done it for us. Another Vegan Business Tribe member, Mark Bowden from The Vegan IT Company, he helps companies do just that, to automate away all those manual tasks that are bogging your business down. But if we hadn't have spent time reflecting on the business, asking what was giving us joy, asking what was stopping us from promoting the business to its full, asking where were our customers coming from and how could we free up time from other tasks to concentrate on that? If we hadn't have done that 
regular reflecting, then we'd still be commiserating instead of celebrating every time someone new joins us. And that should be something to celebrate because each time we get to help another vegan business just like you. Okay, so we're coming up to time now. So let's just wrap up as we always do with a bullet point recap of the importance of reflecting on your business. Point one, it's easy to get stuck at the early stages in your business. Remember, if you are not able to pay yourself a wage, then you don't have a business yet. It's a hobby. And if a business cannot keep running when you decide to take some time off, then you haven't built a business yet. You've just built a full-time job for yourself, but without those employee benefits. Point two, Remember that Kodak didn't fail because it didn't keep up with the market. It failed because it didn't realise what business it was in. That's why Flickr and Instagram are the new giants of a photography industry. How many opportunities are you not following because you've got too narrow a scope of what your business is? Imagine if Amazon had refused to be anything other than an online bookseller. Three. It's important to make that time to reflect. Book in an afternoon stroll in the countryside with your team to talk about the business or go to your local vegan cafe with your notebook. Four, reflection leads to some big questions and sometimes those big questions can be scary. And one of the reasons why many businesses just never reach the level that they could is because of fear. Sometimes there's a lot that you need to let go of in order to move your business forwards. Five, start your reflection by looking at what you've achieved so far, but also what have your customers been asking you for the most this last year? What have you enjoyed doing and can you do more of that? And as we know, when you combine your business with your passion, that's when the magic happens. Six, then take a look at what you've enjoyed doing the least. So is it time to let other people do those things for you or to just stop doing them altogether? And seven, then look forwards. Remember, you are the expert in your marketplace. So what's your gut feeling of where you need to be heading? Identify what's holding you back from doing that and making those changes. And point eight, Remember that there's no need to reinvent the wheel. We live in the information age and it's called that for a reason. So if something is holding your business back and that might be a lack of knowledge or experience, then go find out how others are already solving that problem and learn from them. And that's it. And I've really enjoyed this one. And partially as Lisa and I, we did a lot of reflecting ourselves over the holidays. And it was good to have that as a background when thinking about what I wanted to talk about in this session. As I mentioned, though, regular reflection is a really important part of the process of building a successful business. But it's only a part. You can go on all the long walks and have all the afternoons in coffee shops that you like. But at some point, you need to do the doing. You need to take action. You need to come up with an action list of tasks for how you're going to make those things happen. And how you do that, well, that's a whole other episode, which we might do soon. But seriously, 
If you want help with setting your goals and identifying the steps to hit them, then on the first Monday of every month, that's when Lisa runs her goal setting and accountability workshops, which we call Make It Happen. And in that session, you'll be in a group of members and Lisa will guide you through how to set your goals and then work out what the steps are to achieve them. And by the end of that session, you come away with a list. In fact, you'll come away with a worksheet of actions of what you need to do to achieve those goals. But even better than that, you're going to have a group of vegans who are going to hold you accountable to make sure that you've done those tasks and achieve those goals by the time you come to the next session in the following month. And if that sounds like what you need, then just head over to the website now at veganbusinesstribe.com and that's where you can book on the next one. And at the same time, remember that we've got that three month trial offer on throughout January. So that will give you full access to absolutely everything for a month. And that includes a free pass to all our online events. So not just our Make It Happen workshop, but our member networking and our business clinics, as well as all our member-only content and online courses. And if that sounds like something you want to try out, just email me on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com with your name, your company name, and your email address, and I'll send you a coupon. Okay, so that now really is it. Don't forget to give us a share or subscribe. And if you're listening on iTunes especially, please do consider leaving us a five-star review. And if you actually leave us a written review, I'll do what I can to give you a shout-out in a future episode too. So thank you for your time. Let's make this the year that you really get serious about growing your vegan business. And I hope that Vegan Business Tribe can be part of that story. And I will see you on the next one.